The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thank you for joining this podcast. Our text today is taken from the book of Psalms, chapter 75, verse 1 to 7. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks, for your name is near. Men tell of your wonderful deeds. You say, I choose the appointed time. It is I who judge uprightly. When the earth and all its people quake, it is I who hold its pillars firm. Selah. To the arrogant I say, boast no more. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horns. Do not lift your horns against heaven. Do not speak with outstretched neck. No one from the east or the west or from the desert can exalt a man. But it is God who judges. He brings one down, he exalts another. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you today for this privilege that you have given to me to bring your word to the world. I ask, O Lord, that you will inspire me today and illuminate the understanding of my listeners today. And Father God, that we, in the end, will learn how to give thanks to you in all circumstances. And I thank you, Father, because you are still in the business of hearing the prayers of your children. All of this, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and soon coming King. Amen. The title of this podcast is Yuharitheho, Give Thanks. There are times in this life that is difficult to give thanks or to be asked to do so as a result of what may be happening in our lives or around us. For some, it may be the loss of job, loved ones, illness, broken relationship, nature, or man-made catastrophe. Yet, God's Word calls us to give thanks. Aside from all of these circumstances, we in this age have grown to be thankless people, thankless society, or appreciative of what we are or have as The thinking is that we are who we are because of our outstanding qualities, whereby leaving the Almighty God out of the equation. However, 
those who think along such lines might do well to consider the parable of the rich fool in Luke chapter 12 verse 16 to 21. This rich person praised himself for all his successes only to find out that he was not successful at all because he failed to acknowledge the one who made him in the first place. My brothers and my sisters, each time we forget to give thanks to God, we implicitly dethrone God from his kingship over our lives. And that is what we are talking about today. To do justice to this subject, let us take a closer look at the word eucharisteho. Eucharisteho is a Greek word that means to be grateful, feel thankful, and give thanks. This word appears a couple of times in the Bible, but more than anything else, it refers to Luke chapter 22 verse 17 where Jesus Christ gave thanks over the Last Supper before his ultimate journey to the cross and the redemption of humankind. In this passage, the Bible says that Jesus Christ, after taking the cup, gave thanks. The question then would be, why would Jesus Christ give thanks on such occasion? Lest we forget, his life and that of his followers were about to be changed forever. His mission on earth was about to be fulfilled. Although through terrible sufferings and pains, and yet he found the grace to give thanks in such a difficult time. What does this tell us? It tells us that no matter what circumstances we find ourselves, we must endeavor and be willing to give thanks, regardless of the outcome of the circumstances around us. Eucharitejo is possible because of its relationship with charis and kara. Now, charis is grace from the Greek word and kara is joy. I believe that the essence of Jesus Christ was firmly founded on these words, charis and kara. The man Christ Jesus embodied charis and kara, grace and joy. For example, in John chapter 1 verse 14, the Bible says, the word become flesh and lived among us and we have seen his glory the glory as of the a father's only son full of grace and truth following from here we see also in the book of john chapter 17 verse 13 he said this i come to you and these things i speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. You see, so you find these two words appear in these two places. 
You find charis, which is grace, and you find kara, which is joy, in these two scriptures. So Jesus Christ embodied all of this, and that's what makes this particular act of Eucharisto possible. If we too embrace both grace and joy that was encapsulated in the man Christ Jesus, we would learn to feel thankful at all times and in whatever situation we are in. Only then can we see the mighty hand of God in our affairs. Now, let us take this uh, next few moments to consider our main text today. And that is Psalm 75 verse 1 to 7 where we read earlier. These Psalms opens with thanks and praise concerning the proximate relationship of God to his people. As they took into account of his sovereignty and protection over their affairs in the past. The verse also uh, puts in perspective the nature of worship, how God proved his name as Almighty in the midst of his people, making them understand the importance of relationship between them. And not only that they acknowledge God, but that they were mandated to spread this goodness to others by announcing his mighty act. What this is saying to us today is this, while we are passionate about our own needs being met by God each day, we must also realize that our very act of worship commences when we truly take our focus away from all the negative vibes of this life and retrain our attention on the almighty God by constantly giving thanks regardless of whatever happened in our lives. This is why this particular subject is so important to us today and we must never forget this. Giving thanks is the central character of our worship to God and also transcends our present spheres of realities, which is why we are told in the book of Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 to 8 and Revelation chapter 4 verse 6 to 11 that the presence of God is full of worship and by the time we are done on this side of eternity we will be able to join the multitude of thanksgivers and worshipers as John the Revelator witnessed in his encounter with God in the book of Revelation chapter 19 verse 5 to 7 it says this and a voice came from the throne saying, Give praise to our God, all you, his born servant, you who fear him, the small and the great. Then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude, and like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of mighty pills of thunder, saying, 
Hallelujah. For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Brothers and sisters, I am very excited about this prospect of being in that number of the Uharihetos, and you too have the reason to be joyful and never allow your present circumstances to steal this privilege away from you. Remember, God's word said that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's in John chapter 10 verse 10. And yes, that is the plan of the devil. But when we learn the act of Yuhariheto, then we are ready to overcome what is there before us. The book of Psalm chapter 75, like many other parts of the Bible, is a revelation of God's character to his children and reminds us today of the mightiness of our God. When we learn to feel thankful to God, we are ushered into the inner circle of the plans of God for our lives as his authentic sons and daughters. This is because the presence of God is invoked by the act of giving thanks and by praising God's wondrous work in our lives and it gives us the strong foundation for hoping for comparable divine intervention in the future. In verse number of Psalm 75, God expressly speaks about the need to be trusted, to intervene at the right time, the time of his own choosing, at the set of time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. That's what it says. When we are hard pressed, it is difficult to have patience and wait for God. You may have an unfulfilled vision today, my brothers and sisters, and you are exhausted from waiting. But God is saying through this scripture today that he knows what he is doing and that you must learn to trust him to deliver. God is able to deliver. God is able to fulfill his promises. God is not a man that he should lie. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. This assurance is reinforced in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 3. He says this, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry, meaning it will not delay, it will not wait. My friend, the problem that we have today is that we think that God works with our own set calendar. My friend, let me shock you today. God does not work with our set calendar.
calendar. God doesn't work with our timetable. God already knows the future from the beginning. So he have his time set. And that's why today, if you're listening to this podcast and you're worried of something in your life and you think that God is failing you because he's not answering according to your own set time, then learn from this. God will not come late. God never come late. This is why it's important that we learn the act of Eucharisto because it gives us the strength we need to carry on when we don't feel like doing it, when we are tired, when we are weary, when we have prayed and we have fasted and nothing else we can do. The spirit of thanksgiving gives us that strength because it shows that we appreciate God in all circumstances. In verses 3 to 5 of Psalm 75, God is taking his time to remind his children again of his supremacy overall. He said, when the earth and everyone living upon it spin into chaos, I am the one who stabilizes and supports it. I discipline the arrogant by telling them no more bragging. I discipline the wicked by saying, do not raise your hand to demonstrate your power. Do not trust your hand into the air, issuing a challenge and never speak with insolence when you address me. This is our God. This is God telling us who he is, that he's the one in charge of everything that is happening. God knows what we are going through. God knows our passion. God understands the composition of the universe because he is the only composer. He's the ultimate composer of his universe. So he knows what he's doing. He knows that he's in charge and you should know too. Again, friends, this brings us to that place of humility. This should bring us on our kneel before God, a place where we are led to demonstrate our vulnerability and learn the act of thanksgiving. You heard that hope. Because God is absolutely in charge even when we are practically overwhelmed by chaos around us. Although the world is currently experiencing shutdown, we still need to know that the one who stabilizes and supports it is God. And God alone that understand will help us to be thankful. The final part of our passage today, Psalm 75, verse number 6 to 7, is an affirmation that Whichever direction we look, we can never find anyone who can be compared with God. Only him is God, the arbiter, the savior, and he sets in motion his judgment at his own time. He is the sovereign God and need to be taken serious. As we continue to pursue our efforts to maintain our act of giving thanks in the midst of chaos, let us remember that we have precedence in those who came before us, like Hannah, like Job, like Jehoshaphat, 
others and the Lord Jesus Christ himself who gave thanks severally in Matthew chapter 11 verse 25 in Luke chapter 10 verse 21 in John chapter 6 verse 11 in John chapter 11 verse 41 and Luke chapter 22 verse 17 and 19 before the last supper Hannah was one of two wives of a guy named Elkanah. She was barren and would endure insult regularly. But in spite of her misery, she never ceased to give thanks to her God. And in the end, she was blessed with a child of purpose named Samuel, who would go on to become a great prophet of Israel. You find this in 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 2 uh, to 28. Then you have Job. Job was a man who enjoyed many blessings from God, but later suffered greatly and yet praised and thanked God in his circumstances, in his difficult time. You find this in Job chapter 36 verse 15 to 23. Another interesting character was Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was king of Judah who praised God in the midst of raging battle and won while praising and thanking God. And the Bible said Jehoshaphat asked the people for advice. Then he appointed men to sing to the Lord. He wanted them to praise the Lord because of his glory and holiness. They marched out in front of the army they said give thanks to the Lord his faithful love continues forever they began to sing and praise him then the Lord heed some men and told them to wait he wanted them to attack the people of Amnon Moab and Mount Seir they had gone into Judah and attacked it but they lost the battle you find this in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20 to 23. You see how giving thanks to God caused this great man of God to win the battle. Giving thanks to God will also help you, will also help me to win our battles. When we recognize the sovereignty and the supremacy of our God and give thanks to him, we will win our battle. We will win our fight. One common thread in the characters of these people that we've just looked at is the fact that they all gave thanks to God. They all were thanksgivers and praisers of the Most High God. There is a lesson we can learn. But sometimes with all of this, we wonder why should we give thanks? So we struggle with the idea of giving thanks in time of trouble. Understandably, there are many reasons why it seems incongruous to give thanks in regards to what is going on in our world today at this moment, such as the coronavirus pandemic that has become a global emergency and all the challenges we may have in our personal lives. It just does not feel reasonable to be giving thanks or to be told to give thanks. But then we are encouraged in many places in the Bible to give thanks. For example, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18, it says, 
in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Remember that you are important to God. Remember that you are a person of interest to God. This is why whatever situation that you may have, always keep that in mind that God have plans for you. God's will concerning you is that you will prosper in spirit and in truth in your ways, in your life, in everywhere, in every ramification. That's the plan of God for you. And that is why whatever trouble that you may have today should not be a determining factor in your life. Never forget, my friends, that all that we're going through today are for some divine purposes. And aside from that, our sufferings, our struggles demonstrate to the world that we live in the importance of peace with Jesus Christ that not only sustain us but strengthens us in times of trouble. So my brothers and sisters, we must give thanks to God in all circumstances because of the joy that is set before us. As I conclude, may I encourage the listeners of this podcast to cultivate the habit of thanksgiving going forward and be aware of the blessings seen and unseen that surrounds us when we deliberately give thanks to God. Think of how privileged you are to have food each day, clothes to cover your back, and a roof over your head. Even if that is not the case with you today, my friend, still give thanks for yet another day that you have seen. And finally, the Word of God says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And this is found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Let this, my friends, be your encouragement as we travel through the journey of life. Let us learn the power of Yuharihetu, the power of thanksgiving, the power of acknowledging God in our lives. And God bless you. Join me as I pray. Divine Father, I thank you once more for the time that you've given us. And I thank you, Lord, for all that we may be going through in our lives today. Thank you for all that is going through our world today. Thank you for our changing world. Thank you for our new normals. I pray God that as we progress, Father, that you will be our strength so that we can learn the act of giving you thanks in all circumstances. Father God Almighty, 
there are many places across the world today like in India and Africa and other places that people don't know what to do about the circumstances today Lord I make my request known to you today that you will respond to these people's need oh God quickly too that we will come to that place in this world where we can put our trust and hope in you and you alone to set us free from the troubles and trials that this world brings in the name of Jesus Christ amen
Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.